maybe it's a good thing that Willie O'Ree wasn't in the building for his Jersey retirement ceremony on Tuesday because he didn't have to sit through the game that came afterwards. going to talk about the Bruins' embarrassing loss to the Carolina Hurricanes, that Jersey ceremony, and more on today's episode of Locked On, Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, January 19th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. So please do smash that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feeds for you to download, listen, and enjoy. I believe yesterday was the second highest download day in the history of the podcast. Uh, Very much appreciated. You know, I do this by myself from home in the midst of this pandemic uh, and, um, you know, working full time, three kids. uh, It's sometimes a bit of a grind, but it's also very fun and very rewarding to know that people are actually tuning in and enjoying the podcast. So thank you. Thank you so much. If you are on uh, social media, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren coming up on 8,000 followers. So uh, yeah, pretty cool. So let's talk about last night's game before we get into uh the jersey retirement ceremony which was amazing um the bruins burning the tape on last night's game according to captain patrice bergeron it was a 7-1 thumping at the hands of the carolina hurricanes bergeron said that was not our team we've got to be better The last few weeks, we've all seen how good we can be. The steps forward this team has taken. Obviously, they need to learn and rectify the things that they've got to be better at. Uh, But to Bergeron, it was just flat, no execution. Got to be better for sure. One of those, you just burn and you try to move on. And really, I don't think there's any blame that can be laid on one single play, one single player. Just across the board, it was probably the worst game of the season. No, definitely the worst game of the season so far. The first period in particular, one of the worst periods that I can remember uh, in quite a long time. I joked that it was the worst period I've ever seen in my life. Someone said, did you watch the Bruins in the late 90s? I was in high school at that time. A lot of those games were unwatchable. And um, I didn't watch every single game because I lived in Ontario and I didn't get access to every game back then. Anyways, it was five to one by the end of the first period and pretty much over at that point. 
Uh, Bruce Cassidy said we didn't compete, plain and simple. Nothing to do with fatigue or anything else, just didn't compete. It's problematic against any team, uh, but when you do that against a team like the Carolina Hurricanes, you're going to pay the price and, and be embarrassed, and that's what happened. Uh, but he did say it's less about the opponent, maybe more about where the Bruins are at. Uh, they forecheck hard. Some of the things they do well is what the top teams do well, hard on pucks, get on top of you, get in front of the net. The Bruins weren't nearly good enough and wouldn't have been good enough against the worst team in the league tonight. They weren't competitive, and they prayed the price. Um, you want to play better. Doesn't take anything away from Willie and his family and the honors that were put upon him and presented to him. Uh, the sweater going to the rafters. Players don't feel any differently. They have a ton of respect for Willie, what he's accomplished, what he continues to do for the game. Didn't have it tonight. They were clearly better. Uh, anybody watching the game could tell that they were more competitive in every area on the ice, that being the Hurricanes. They're disappointed they didn't do better for Willie, but he'll always remember the night. It was a great night for him and his family. I'm glad the Bruins organization honored him. If it was me, I would have turned it off after the first period, uh, to be quite honest. Now, Tugarask making his second start for the Bruins, was pulled after just one period. Uh, he allowed five goals on 12 shots. Saw a lot of reaction on Twitter asking why they broke up the tandem of Swayman and Allmark, pinning this on Rask. Yes, he didn't play great, but nobody played great. You can't just pin it on Tuka Rask. That's insane. Um, and he acknowledged that, you know, it was his second game in a while. Um, you know, one puck goes in, another puck goes in, starts snowballing in the wrong direction. Uh, he did make a great save on a breakaway early on to keep it to two nothing, I believe. Um, but he did admit that he was half a second late on a couple of them. And that makes a difference. One of those things that you've got to work on in practice and transfer into the game. Again, it's only a second game coming off major hip surgery. He has to get more comfortable with what's in front of him, get better reads, pace gets better. Uh, and there's only one way to do so, and that's getting more reps in. He wasn't able to uh, get a game or two in at the AHL level, which would have been ideal. Uh, but for this one, he echoed Bergeron saying it's gone. Uh, one thing you learn over the years, you're never as bad or as good as you think. So you just kind of learn to keep an even keel, trust the process. That's what they have to do as a team and have to do as individuals. Keep plugging away tomorrow and then keep going from there. And the Bruins uh, will have another tough opponent coming into TD Garden tomorrow night in the Washington Capitals uh, before hosting the Jets on Saturday and the Ducks on Monday to round out this seven game homestand. Uh, right now there's three and one on this homestand so far. Uh, they have only lost two games here in 2022. So still a lot of positives to begin the year. One game doesn't erase that one game. Doesn't, uh, you know, mean that they shouldn't have brought Rask back. Uh, the hurricanes are a very good team. Uh, one of the best in the NHL uh, up there with the Florida Panthers. Uh, you know, and 
tops in the league right now in uh, in point percentage. Carolina Hurricanes, 750 point percentage, league leading plus 45 goal differential. Um, the Bruins have been playing better as of late, but if they're using last night as a measuring stick as to how they stack up against the elite teams in the NHL, the Tampas, the Floridas, the Carolinas, the Avalanche, uh, there's still a few steps behind and uh, still time to work on things before the games really matter. Again, the Bruins not in much danger of seeding a playoff spot. They're five points up on Detroit with four games in hand still. And tomorrow we'll update the Atlantic Division power rankings to give a better sense of where the Bruins stand. It's a new year. It means New Year's resolutions. Here's is about getting fit or eating healthier. Make sure you include built bars in your plan. The Bruins could use some built bars this morning, I'm sure, to start get going before practice. Uh, built bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. If you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring by like, Week three, you might be thinking this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bar gives you that fix. 100% real chocolate, but they're also pretty good for you. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a Built Bar, you don't have to feel bad about it. You can almost count it as a workout. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. You can mix and max a box of all their delicious flavors. And then you can, uh, yeah, use that promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order at Built.com. Uh, you won't regret it. They really are uh, a great product. Thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, Apple, Spotify, the two biggest ones, but I also use Pocket Cast for mine. You can get it on there. Uh, please do subscribe on your podcast app and on YouTube. Uh, that would be very much appreciated. Now, in lieu of an actual Bruin who stepped up and played well in last night's game, I'm awarding the Big Bear of the Night to Willie O'Ree, who had his number 22 retired by the Boston Bruins. On Tuesday, he was the first black player in the NHL when he debuted with the Bruins in a 3-0 win over the Canadians back in 1958 on January 18th. Uh, unfortunately, he had to watch the ceremony from home in San Diego uh, because of uh, travel concerns surrounding COVID-19. But uh, the fans showed up to honor him loud ovations and uh, it was so great to see how it unfolded willie O'Ree said to the bruins fans i'm honored to have had the pleasure of playing before you thank you for your tremendous love and support this is an unforgettable day i'm overwhelmed and thrilled to be a part of the bruins forever uh the day included um the mayor naming it willie O'Ree day uh, the bruins presented him with a uh, personalized fedora that David Pasternak helped design, which was really cool. 
Um, he was asked if there was a significance to the number 22 that is now hanging in the rafters along with a bunch of other Bruins legends. He said at the time there wasn't. It was a number that was presented to me. But looking back, he was 22 years old when he reached his goal of playing in the NHL. He thought of the excitement he felt skating on the ice. Now he thinks about the next generation of hockey players who are now getting ready to make their debut and the excitement uh, they must feel. Um, two people who were inspired by Ori worked the game on Tuesday. Shandor Alfonso, the NHL's only black on-ice official, was one of the two linesmen. And Jay Scherer is a retired NHL referee and linesman. Uh, he was the league's first black on-ice official in 1990. He was the officiating supervisor. Um, Willie O'Ree also acknowledged the fact that he made it to the NHL with one eye. He was told very early on that he would have to abandon his dream, but he was told to focus on what he could see and not focus on what he can't see, which is just great life advice in general. He added he'll never forget how his teammates in the Bruins locker room accepted him as one of their own. This was a time when some of the fans and opposing players were not ready to see a black man in the NHL. Uh, his older brother, Richard, gave him some advice. He used to say, Willie, focus on your goals you set for yourself. Work hard, stay positive. And that's what he tried to do as a member of the Bruins every time he put on a jersey. He recorded four goals and 10 assists during his NHL career. Again, despite being legally blind in his right eye, uh, an injury that he sustained playing junior hockey. He had a prolific and lengthy minor league career in the old Western Hockey League with Los Angeles and San Diego, where he still lives. Uh, 639 points in 785 games from 1961 to 1974. He became the NHL's diversity ambassador in 1998, has helped establish 39 grassroots programs in North America as part of as part of the Hockey is for Everyone initiative, inspiring more than 130,000 kids to play the sport. He, of course, was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in November of 2018 in the Builders category. And there's a life-size bronze statue at the Smithsonian uh, as part of a Black History exhibit. Uh, which is amazing. So, um, yeah, one of the highlights. Even, uh, which was very cool. Oh, what's happening here? And, uh, yeah, that was a real highlight for me, for sure, uh, to see him help the uh, number 22, get lifted to the rafters. And, uh, you know, Willie O'Ree really paved the way for him as well uh, as countless uh, uh, other kids who have been inspired by Willie O'Ree. And I'm sure watching uh ceremony last night will only continue to fuel a new generation of, uh, of hockey fans and hockey players. It was such a great ceremony. Uh, kudos to the Bruins for making it so special. I know a lot of people were disappointed that it didn't happen last year when it was originally scheduled. Uh, but 
they pulled it off in grand fashion and hopefully Willie at some point can uh, travel to the garden to see his number 22 in the rafters uh, once this pandemic is behind us. So Willie O'Ree, big bear of the night. Uh, and uh, yeah, just a great, uh, great ceremony overall. Unfortunately, the Bruins uh, fell very flat afterwards. Bet online is your number one spot for all your betting needs in 2022. It's a new year. They have a new updated desktop and mobile website. So you can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code locked on from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, even some of your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. I mentioned yesterday that uh, Patrice Bergeron's longtime agent, Kent Hughes, a Massachusetts native, was named the new GM of the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Bergeron addressed this after the game, saying it's well-deserved. He's super happy for him. Obviously, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, he's been with him since the beginning, so it's sad to see him go as his agent, but he's still going to be a friend, and he wishes him all the best. Super smart hockey mind, loves the game. He was excited about the challenge. Best of luck to him, and I know he's going to be great. A lot of uh, Canadians fans joked last night or yesterday on Twitter that with Bergeron being an pending unrestricted free agent. He's from Quebec. His agent's now the GM. Would he end his career in Quebec? Uh, I can't see him finishing his career with a team that is one of the worst in the NHL at the moment. Obviously, they're rebuilding with Jim and Hughes at the helm. They're well positioned to do so, uh, but I don't see Bergeron making that move, finishing his career with, uh, with Montreal. That would be well, that would be, uh, I don't know, unforgivable in some ways. Uh, the NHL and the PA announced it will stop testing asymptomatic players, coaches, and staff who are fully vaccinated following the All-Star break in February, saying COVID cases are declining around the league. Uh, the current testing policy will remain until February 3rd. Uh, this will continue, however, when it is needed for crossing the Canada-US border. One negative test result will be required for players to return to team facilities following the All-Star break. Uh, the 90-day testing holiday for those who have recovered from COVID-19 will remain in place as well. Both sides have agreed to maintain the five-day isolation period for those who test positive. The NHL and the PA want to avoid further postponements that could jeopardize their intent to end the regular season on April 29th. Uh, they don't want rosters to become significantly depleted as teams compete for playoff positioning. And uh, I believe sometime today, the NHL is going to release a revised schedule, adding games into what was supposed to be the Olympic break. Uh, one last note about uh trades and the like i saw a 
post from Mark Lazarus of The Athletic, who was talking about Dylan Strom. Uh, he wrote, a team source wouldn't rule out the idea of re-signing Strom at a much lower salary this summer, letting him walk as a restricted free agent. But if a team wants to take a flyer on Strom regaining his scoring touch, it would probably only cost a third or a fourth round pick. If I am Don Sweeney, I'm all over that right now. Uh, they have, they don't have their own third round pick. Uh, that was traded in the Mike Riley deal last year, but they do have Calgary's uh, third round pick as a result of the Dan Vladar deal. Uh, they also have their own fourth. They have all their picks right now, other than that third, but they do have Calgary's. Uh, Dylan Strom, he's currently out in COVID protocols, but he was playing pretty well in the new year. Uh, over his last few games, he had been getting some prime playing time. He had three points over his last four games before testing positive for COVID and uh, getting, yeah, some really good ice time. I could see him succeeding in the second line between Hall and Pasternak. Um, so, again, if I'm Don Sweeney, I'm giving Chicago a call immediately if that's all it takes to get Dylan Strom. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Not the result we wanted. Hopefully the Bruins can shake that off and uh, regroup in time for tomorrow night's game against the Washington Capitals. On tomorrow's podcast, I'll go over the Eastern Conference power rankings again and uh, see where the Bruins fit in the playoff picture. And uh, yeah, I hope you're all doing well, having a good week. Uh, thank you again for listening, for downloading, uh, for the support. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a fresh episode of Locked On Boston Ruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.